Welcome to the Own Your Time podcast. This is the host, Kyle Marcotte, and today I have a good friend of mine, Rod Khalif. If you guys don't know who he is, please go check him out. He has an amazing podcast that's been viewed over 8 million times, but either way, let's get right into your story, Rod. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, buddy. Thank you. So, so yeah, we were talking before you started recording, and um, and what I'd like to do, is something I, I regularly do when I'm being interviewed, is just kind of tell a little bit of my story, because it ties into... And I love the messaging that you have on your show, Kyle, because it ties into that. You know, let, let me, let's get right into it. So I, I immigrated to this country when I was six years old with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha. Uh, I immigrated from the Netherlands. I was born in Holland and uh, we moved to Denver. Uh, we ended up in Denver where we lived for the next 30 years. And we struggled, uh, certainly initially. Uh, my mom had to babysit kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And I remember I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school till I could lie about my age because I was tall and I said, and I, I was 14, I got a job at Burger King. And, you know, we ate expired food and, and we drank powdered milk because my mom thought milk was healthy. And, you know, I'm sure that you've got listeners that had it harder than we did or uh, had it harder and or have it harder now with this COVID crap. But, you know, I knew I wanted more. And my mom had an incredible work ethic. So she babysat kids like I said, so we'd have enough money to eat. And with her babysitting money, she was a bit of an entrepreneur. So she invested in the stock market, but she also bought the house across the street from us when I was about 14 for $30,000. And when I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 on it. It'd gone up $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? Screw college. I'm getting into real estate. And so I was going to be rich in real estate. So I got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18, which you could do back then with, um, education. Now, you know, they got smart and you need some experience before you can become a broker. But I came and broke, became a broker right when I turned 18 and I was going to be rich selling real estate. Well, my first year in real estate, I maybe made about eight grand. So thereabouts. Some second year, maybe around 10 grand. Now keep in mind, this is 42 years ago, so don't hold me, but it was right around that. And then my third year though, I made over a hundred thousand dollars. So what happened between year two and year three? And this is one of the things I love to talk about was what happened was I met a guy, actually dated his daughter, that taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology. And then how truly your mindset and psychology is responsible for 80 to 90% of your success in anything. The technical knowledge, the real estate, entrepreneurship, whatever the vehicle is for your success is, is 10 to 20% of it. If it was just the knowledge, there'd be a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors out there. It's the do, and it's the keep doing when you get your nose bloodied, which you inevitably do anytime you try something new. So let's talk about that for a minute because fast forward to today, I've owned over 2000 houses, okay? I own multiple apartment complexes. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept, okay? And, but there's a punchline, you know, when, when that happens, people can tend to get a big head, and I did. I thought I was a freaking real estate god. In fact, you do the math on it, it's $8,300 an hour over the whole year um, on a 40-hour work week. And, uh, of course, I did, and I could barely fit my head through the door. Um, and then when that happens... God or the universe or whatever you believe will give you a, you know, a smackdown. Well, that was 2008 for me. In 2008, I lost that 17 million. In fact, I lost 50 million. I lost everything that I had in 2008. 
And what I love talking about, and the reason that my podcast has been so successful is, is I spend so much time on that mindset and psychology because it took a lot to have 50 million to lose in the first place. It took the right mindset and the psychology. And then it took that's, you know, reassociating with that mindset and psychology to get back to the success that I enjoy today. A lot of people don't recover from losing that kind of money. And, you know, in 1929, the Great Depression, people jumped off buildings for losing less than that comparatively to today's dollar. So, so if you'd like, I'd, I can dig into that a little bit. Kyle, do you want me to you know, drill down on that some more? Yeah, I'd love for you just to talk about that realization moment that you had when you did lose it all. What's it like to lose $50 million? I get mad when well, I lose $1,000. Well, let, 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 let's just put it into two words. It sucks, okay? It is no fun. And, 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 you know, especially when you thought you're set for your life. I thought I was set for life. I had 800 houses. I had multiple apartment complexes. And it is no fun. But there's always a silver lining. And especially in today's day and age with all this COVID nonsense going on and God, God help me with the political crap. It's so easy to get sucked into all the negativity. And, you know, CNN and ABC and CBS, you know, they're not there to inform us. They're there to scare us and, and startle us. And, you know, it's so important now more than ever. If you're listening to Kyle, I don't care how old you are. If you're 18, you're a leader because you want more, regardless of your age. And right now, this world needs leaders. And to be a leader, you have to really manage your focus right now. You have to pay attention to what you're focused on. It's so easy to get caught into the negative, but whatever you focus on grows larger, be it positive or negative. And if you're focused on you know, the, the, the election or COVID or whatever, you know, all the negative news out there, that's what's going to grow and your fear is going to grow. If you're focused on exactly what you want and why you want it, that's what's going to grow. They asked Mother Teresa when she was alive, if she was anti-war, she said, no, I'm pro-peace. That's the distinction I need you to make. And you need to stand guard at the door to your mind right now. Don't bring in the crap. You know, listen to my podcast. I do a clip every week called Own Your Power. It's motivational. It's the reason I have, you know, almost eight and a half million downloads now. It's because of that. People, you know, need to hear that inspirational stuff that, you know, not just from me. I mean, there's tons of stuff on YouTube and everywhere else. Just be very careful what you're bringing in because you're a leader. Now, I want to discuss a process that I take students through at my live events. You know, I was on track to have you know, seven or 800 people at my Orlando event in May, and we all know what happened with that. So I had to pivot. And maybe if you're listening, you might have to pivot or innovate as well, because I had to. In fact, I threw up a website in like two and a half days. Um, it was called Multifamily Virtual Bootcamp. And, and so we took my bootcamp to live stream, and you can see me on my phone recording the video on the, on the website. And as it were, I think you're going to throw this out there on July 24th. My, my next event is, the, is tomorrow, July 25th and 26th. And I'll give you guys a great deal if you're interested. If you go to that multifamilyvirtualbootcamp.com and just use the, the code RODFRIEND, you can watch both days for $97. And I'm not selling anything. It's just 16, 17, 18 hours of training. Okay, so if you're interested in multifamily real estate or real estate at all, come join me. If not, no big deal. But one of the things I do at my live events, the first thing I will do that's, you know, tomorrow on Saturday is a goal setting workshop. But let me describe it to you if you can't make it. And it's really goal setting on steroids because how the heck are you ever going to get what you want if you don't know what it is? I mean, with clarity. And you don't know why you must have it because the why, you've got to know why. So let's talk about it for a second. It won't take long. So what I want you to do, if you can't join me tomorrow at, at my boot camp, is make sure you're hydrated, you have an energy, don't do it right after a meal, and sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. Okay? Start with the stuff. 
nothing wrong with stuff. Stuff is meant to be shared. The houses, the cars, the boats, the jet skis, the motorcycles, the, you know, the jewelry, the clothing, whatever it is, write it down. And don't limit yourself. Imagine if you write it down, you're going to get it because it's not outside the realm of reality. Because what that does, just writing your goals down triggers something in your brain that's subconscious. It's called the reticular activating system. It's this filter that subconsciously points you in the direction your brain subconsciously thinks you're interested in. It's not a conscious thing. It happens subconsciously. But, but the greatest example of this dynamic or this filter is when you first buy a car. You don't really notice them before then really, but when you buy it, you see them everywhere. Were they there before? You better believe they were there before. So write down anything you want. If you want a private island, a jet, a yacht, write it down because that starts the process. Now, don't just write down the stuff. Write down how much cash flow you want from your investments in say three years and how much you want in say 10 years. Write down how much money you want in the bank in say three years and 10 years. Write down all the things you wanna do in your lifetime. You know, where do you want to travel? I've got a travel vision board with all the places I want to go. Where do you want to travel? Well, you know, maybe you want to climb all the mountains over 14,000 feet or, you know, jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I did that eight months ago and I'll never freaking do it again, but it's off the list. So what do you want to do? Write that down. Also, write down what you want to learn. Maybe you want to learn a foreign language. Maybe you want to learn a skill. If it's multifamily, for God's sakes, come see me tomorrow. But, but whatever it is, whatever your vehicle is or your skill set you want to learn, write that down. Also write down who you want to help. We will do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. And again, this is the fuel, guys. This is, this is what gets you up early, gets you to stay up late to create that life of your dreams. So, so don't underestimate the power of this process. I mean, again, this is how I had 50 million to lose and how I got back to what I have today. You know, I'm blessed to be very successful again. And, and we bought a thousand units last year. We just closed on 124 yesterday and we're closing on, by the time this airs, uh, we'll have closed on another 280. And so, you know, and these are screaming deals. So, so the point is, this is how that happens. Once you've written down all the things, that, what you wanna learn, who you wanna help, all the things that you want, and don't overanalyze this. If you can't, you know, if, uh, don't stop and analyze it. Just keep writing. Don't let the pen leave the paper. Just keep writing till you can't think of another thing. And again, when, and maybe you want to do something for your family. I bought my parents a house, took them on cruises, bought them a car. You know, who do you want to do things for? Write that down. All right. Once you can't think of another thing, put a time limit on each goal. How long it's going to achieve, how long it's going to take you to achieve it? How many years? Put a one, a three, a five, even a 10 or a 20, recognizing that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in 5, 10, 20 years. I'll give you another example of that. When I was 18, I lived in Denver, but I knew I wanted to live on the beach and there's no beach in Denver. And so I would visualize palm trees and surf and sand and bikinis, of course, I'm a guy. You know, I visualized that for 20 years and I ended up building this $8 million mansion on the beach here in Sarasota. It was on a Gulf to Bay lot. I owned the beach on one side, on the backside, it was like to slice through an island. I owned, I had my boat lifts and a boat ramp and two boat lifts and it's just magnificent three-story home, giant waterfall, the second floor into the pool, just magnificent home. But that was unthinkable when I was 18. But I wanted it and I pushed for it and I kept it on the top of my mind. That's the power of this, guys. So again, don't limit yourself. Now, once you've put a number by each goal, pick your number one goal. I mean that goal that when you get it, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. That goal, put it on another piece of paper. Now, if you, if you join me tomorrow, you'll get this goal setting guide 
you'll get this that to work from through this. And, and by the way, if you join me tomorrow, this is the manual. Okay. I'm not selling anything. It's, it's like, I don't know, 150 pages of content. Plus um, you'll get all of these books and you can't, if you're listening on iTunes, you can't see it, but you can see there's about six inches worth of stuff here. I mean, you've got on every, every piece of the multifamily business that I've written, and so it's a massively over deliver. And again, I'm not selling anything, but what you to pick your number one goal, put it on another piece of paper. You pick your top three goals, put those on a separate sheet of paper as well. Leave some room in between them. If you're not joining me tomorrow, at this point, you're ahead of 99.9% .9 of the people on the planet. You've got incredible clarity around what it is you want, but there's still another step. And that is you have to determine exactly why these things are an absolute must. So you need to write down a paragraph under each one of those goals, why it has to happen, the why. And use emotionally charged words like amazing, incredible, love, beautiful, just words that'll juice you because words are very, very powerful and you want to use them. You might say, so that I can, you know, show my, my spouse or my lady or my, my guy what success looks like. So I can show, you know, if you have kids, what my kids, what success looks like. So we can have freedom. We can have the freedom to do whatever we want, buy whatever we want, go anywhere we want, bring whoever we want, all of that. You know, you want to put that in your why. And then take it one little step further. Put some pain in there. And this is not to make yourself feel bad. This is to push you. This is the fuel. This is the fuel to get you to take action. You know, a lot of people are comfortable. You know, they've got a comfortable job. But I'm going to tell you, comfort zone's a warm place, but nothing freaking grows there. My dad worked for Continental Airlines for 36 years. He loved that company. 36 years. He used to make us put our hands over our heart whenever one of their planes flew by overhead. Because you could tell because they had this gold tail on them. Well, he got laid off after 36 years. So there is no job security either. You think you're comfortable, but very, especially today, many of you already know this with COVID, that there is no job security except what's between your ears. So put some pain in there as well. After you put a positive, put a negative. Why, if you don't achieve the goal, you're going to put, so I don't feel like a failure. So I don't live a life of regret. So I don't fail my, my spouse or my kids. And I'll tell you, as humans, we'll do void, more to avoid pain than gain pleasure, and you got to use this, okay? And so, I'll tell you, there was this nurse in Australia named Bronnie Ware, and she was a hospice nurse, meaning she helped people at the end of their lives, in the last days of their lives. And she asked them a question, and the question was, do you have any regrets? And she even wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know, I want to know what the number one regret was? It was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not living up to my potential, Guys, we do not want that, okay? And this is why this is so critical. It would have been very easy for me to give up when I lost $50 million. I thought I was set for life. And it was no fun for a, a few months. But, but then I reassociated with what I wanted and why I wanted it. And I made it happen. So the last piece I will tell you is you must get pictures of your goals to help you manifest them, okay? I have vision boards. That's my gratitude board. Everything starts from a place of gratitude. But I got all my vision boards here. You know, it's not a do as I say, not as I do thing. I, I do this because it freaking works, okay? Now, I'll give you a couple of public examples. If you Google the word Jim Carrey in check, the actor Jim Carrey, you'll see that he wrote himself a check when he was flat broke for $10 million. And he used to go sit up by the Hollywood sign and he would visualize cashing it. And that's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. I'll give you another more recent example, Demi Lovato, when she was really unknown 10 years ago, posted on social media that she was going to sing in the Super Bowl. Go watch the last Super Bowl and see who's saying in it. So, guys, this stuff works. I'll give you some personal examples here. This is my planner. I don't know, Kyle, if you've ever seen this, but, but in the back of this thing, 
I am a dinosaur. Yes, I, I admit it. <laughs> Still on I, paper. I love it. Yeah, I know. I, I am a dinosaur. I love to write, but I, I use Outlook too. I'm not completely, you know, I use a HubSpot as a CRM. I'm not a complete. But in the back of this thing, I've got pictures that have been in here 20 years, and I'm not exaggerating. These are pictures of my kids when they were young. These are my gratitude pictures. Again, everything starts from gratitude, guys. It's foundational. It's critical to getting what you want. Then I've got things, the things that I wanted. Now, what's crazy is this top picture looks just like the house that I built on the beach before I did it. I had 10-foot high glass like that, 80 feet long. I had travertine floors like that. I mean, it looked just like it's crazy. You want to see something crazier, Kyle? Look at these bottom pictures. Do you see the white walls? They're two, actually two different houses, but you see the white concrete wall, a balcony wall? The picture behind me is my compound where I live now. I live in a compound. I've got six buildings. I've got you know, a giant main house, two-bedroom guest house, exercise facility, a media building with a theater room, and I built a video studio above it because now I'm live streaming because I have to. But look behind me. That's my backyard. You see that wall? Is that freaking crazy? I mean, this is 20 pretty years similar, ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty, yeah, it's the same damn wall. It's the same, it's the same wall. It's crazy. And, and then, you know, and then I've got other things, pictures I want. I've got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches. This is before I had any watches, okay? I just spent 50 grand on one. And this is not me bragging. Please understand that. I'm trying to inspire you. Most of the stuff I really don't give a shit about. But then, you know, Lamborghini. I didn't, in fact, I didn't even tell you that yet. When I was 18, I thought I had to have a car to show people houses. So I bought this four-door Ford Granada, bone ugly freaking car. I had a bench seat in the front and I worked with a guy that had a Corvette and I'm like, man, this is amazing. So I got a picture of a Corvette out of a magazine and I put it on the visor of that Granada. And every time I sat in the car, I had to see that Corvette. This is before the internet. So I had to cut it out of a magazine. And within a year, I had a beautiful Corvette. This is the same year that Magnum PI was a TV show and the actor's name was Tom Selleck and he drove this gorgeous red Ferrari 308. And I thought that was amazing. So I got a picture of that actual car and put it on the visor of my Corvette. Within a year, I had a Maserati look just like it. Last example is a Lamborghini. I was just showing you the pictures here. I was wanted one and, and I got one because I had pictures and I, and I thought about it. And then, you know, I've got pictures of Rolls Royces and Bentleys, all of which I've gotten because I had pictures. So guys, get pictures of what you want. If you look around me here now, you, I showed you my vision boards. I've got pictures on the walls of the things that I want because it freaking works, okay? So that's it. I'll get off my soapbox, but let me add one thing because you wanted me to talk about fulfillment. So let's talk about this for a second because I built that house on the beach, okay? I worked for it for 20 freaking years and two months after I moved in, just two months, I'm floating in the pool at night. Like I said, there was a giant waterfall from the second floor balcony in the pool. You had to walk through the waterfall to get to the pool. I mean, I had tens of thousands of dollars worth of trees that, were, that, that I bought that were bent, that bent out over the pool. Pools and magazines, it's spectacular. The house had a giant spiral staircase up through the middle, had a wine cellar elevator on the second floor around the staircase. This will help you understand the house. It was a 20-foot aquarium that was custom built that was curved around the staircase, visible on both sides. The aquarium cost me, I don't know, somewhere between 150, 200 grand. Okay, that gives you an idea of the house. Anyway, two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool at night. My family's inside sleeping. The pool's changing colors. It's got fiber optic lighting and I get depressed. And I'm like, and I don't mean just a little bummed. I got really bummed. And I'm like, what the F is going on here? I just achieved success like times a thousand society standards. I should not be bummed. I should be thrilled. There were several things going on, Kyle, which, which I want to mention. One was, it's never about the goal. The goal will juice you. You need them. You must have them. 
but it's about the happiness doesn't come from achieving the goal. Yes, it feels good for a little bit. Same with buying a car. You feel great for a little bit, then it's no big deal. What makes you happy consistently is a couple of things. One is progress and growth. You must continue to progress and grow, period. If you're not, you're dying. I didn't know what I was going to do next. You know, like the good book says, with, without a vision, the people perish. I didn't have a vision for my future. So that was one thing that was going on. But there was a bigger thing going on. And that was, you know, I built that house to prove to the world I was good enough, to prove to the world that I mattered. It was, I called, I used to call it the testament to my ego because that's really what it was. And I was totally focused on Rod, 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 show the world I matter, show the world I'm good enough. So once I got depressed, I went, went on, bought some books and I got, you know, the usual stuff, Dale Carnegie and Zig Ziglar at the time. And I got a Tony Robbins book and I was really impressed with Tony's um, book. So I went and saw him live and I found out that he fed families for the holidays. I'm like, wow, what a concept. Do something for someone else. You see, I had been successful but I was unfulfilled. And so I go back and I decide to feed some families. I'm like, you know, that's really cool. Let's do that. And so I, we called a church. We found five families. My brother helped me find five families that really needed help. This was actually in Denver. I'd gone back to Denver for Thanksgiving. We decided to do it there. And so we had these five families. Third family changed my life. We go up to this shotgun house. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these crappy units. They're in the older cities. This is like a hundred year old property where you, you walk into the living room. You have to walk through the bedroom to get to the kitchen, which has the bathroom off of it. It's called a shotgun. They're real pieces of crap. It's not even a one bedroom. Lady in there with five kids. So we found out she had kids. We got toys for the kids. We got, and we did it for Thanksgiving. There's frozen turkey, roasting pan, big boxes of food. And she came out on the porch and saw the food and stuff. And she started crying. And her kids came out and the older ones started crying. And I started crying and I was freaking hooked. And I'm here to tell you that since then, we have now fed over 80,000 children for the holidays over the last 20 years. Um, we've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies to local children. It's astounding to me that we live in the greatest fucking country on earth and kids don't have school supplies. It's just amazing to me. And I've done thousands and thousands of teddy bears to local police departments for officers to keep in their vehicles when they encounter a child. And I'm not telling you this to brag again. I'm here to tell you though, even if you're young, if you're not giving back in some fashion, you're making a huge mistake, okay? Because it will make you happier if you are. And so many people are achieving to be happy. Instead, happily achieve. You're going to get much further, much faster if you happily achieve. And you need to be fulfilled. I interview gazillionaires on my podcast, literally billionaires. I've interviewed a couple billionaires. And, and I can tell if they're like I was back then, totally focused on, on themselves. And, they, and sometimes they are. And I feel sorry for them because that's not success. Success without this piece is not success. And if you want success, and I know if you're listening to Kyle, you do, you must give back. Do not think, hey, I'll give back when I have the money. No, do it right now because you're gonna, your success is going to come faster. Trust me. I promise you it'll come faster. It's the way the universe works. Power moves to those who serve and you'll be happier. I mean, I freaking love what I do now. I'll show you behind my green screen here. You can see some of the hundreds of thank you cards. You can't even see them all. Literally, I have hundreds. And I've only been really coaching for what, two and a half, three years, maybe. Not even three years. And because I love it. And so that's another thing. One little more tip. If you're young and think you're not sure where you're going, or even if you're older, if you don't freaking love what you do, 
either associate pleasure with it and learn to love it, which you can do. Trust me, you can associate pleasure. Like in real estate, I tell people, pretend you're hunting for buried treasure because you are. But if you can't learn to love it, for God's sakes, go do something else. And, I, and this is a little embarrassing to admit, but I loved real estate, but not like I love helping people you know, fulfill their dreams and, and create, uh, you know, the life of their dreams. I freaking love that. That's why I work Sundays. My wife, Tiffy puts up with it because I love it. Yeah. That's I'd all. love to make a point on your, on your giving back and how much that that contributes to success. It seems like you've referenced the, the good book a couple of times here with the, you know, the power goes to those who serve. And, and, you know, um, one of the, one of the stories in the Bible that that's really resonating with me as you're talking is the story of Solomon, where you can't actually receive wealth if that's what you're focused on. And it seems like that's not what you're focused on, right? He asked for wisdom, not wealth, when he was asked for one thing. And because of that wisdom, he received an immense amount of wealth. And Solomon's a very rich king in the Bible. And I think that that's kind of what you're alluding to in the sense that like, if you are only seeking material wealth, then you won't gain material wealth. There's nothing wrong with material wealth. As you've cited several times, you have a whole book of watches. Trust me, material wealth's not a bad thing or a good thing, but if it's all you're focused on, you won't get any of it. And I think that, you know, you even live that out because you had it taken away, right? Because when you're only focused on this stuff, it gets taken away. You have to build a real foundation. We have two hands, Kyle one to lift ourselves up and one to lift someone up underneath us. So if you come join me tomorrow at my boot camp, take notes like you're going to teach it because you should. Okay. You should help other people learn this business or whatever business you're going to do, because I'm going to tell you, first of all, you retain more and you'll learn more and you'll push forward much faster when you, when you adopt that, I'm going to teach this mindset, but everything on this earth contributes or it's eliminated. Contribution is a basic human need. It's not a want, it's a need. We have a need to contribute, which is why so often when you really do give to something you care about, you'll tear up, you'll get emotional because it's a basic human need to help others. And the human race is beautiful for that, how we come together in times of you know, struggle. I remember, I remember tearing up watching, you know, we had a hurricane down here in Florida and watching literally miles and miles of utility vehicles on the highway coming down here from other states. It was like, it was moving to see, you know, the fact that people are coming to help each other. It's just a beautiful thing when that happens. And, and we have a basic need to do that. And when you incorporate that into your life, regardless of your age, number one, you're going to be much happier. Again, you're happily achieving, but, but more importantly, you're going to, well, not even more importantly, you, that, that is the most important, but as importantly, or importantly, you will succeed much faster because it really, when God or the universe, whatever you believe, obviously you, you believe in God, Kyle, you know, whatever it is, is it supports people and that, that help others. And those that add the most value in this world are the most successful. That's just the way it works. So what else do you want to chat about? Oh, we, talked, yeah. we were going we to do my planning the scaling. process. Yeah, I'd okay. love to hear so, that. So, yeah. yeah, so one of the things I, I te I'll teach this tomorrow as well, but if you can't make it, let me share this with you now. It'll take a few minutes and you're going to want to take some notes. You know, I have, I have built 24 businesses in my lifetime. And, I, you know, when I lost that 50 million in 2008, I don't call it a failure. I call it a seminar, okay, because it's a learning experience. And there was a silver lining. I would not have met my wife and I'd give it all up again for her. She's amazing. You know, that's the silver lining that's always there. I promise you it's always there no matter what happens to you. And it took me a while to figure that out, but now I know. And so, and that makes it okay. But so I've built 24 businesses and several have been worth tens of millions of dollars, but most have been spectacular flaming seminars, okay? But let me, let me talk about a planning process. But, you, you know, we failed our way to success, Kyle. It's, it's don't fear failure, guys. If you feel failure, I'm going to tell you, lose that, 
fear regret. Fear being in the same place a year from now than you are now. That is much worse than failure. There is no failure. There's only feedback, okay? And if, and if you get your butt kicked, it's okay. You get your, promise you, you aren't going to lose 50 million bucks. So when you do, you call me and then you can bemoan me about your, your setback, okay? But I'm going to tell you that we fail our way to success. And I met Sarah Blakely. Sarah Blakely is the billionaire owner of Spanx. It's those undergarments the women wear under their stuff, you know. And she started with $5,000 and now she's, I don't know, she's a freaking gazillionaire. She was on the cover of Forbes last year. But I met her at a mastermind that I belonged to. And she told me that her dad used to ask her at night when she was a kid. And I, I don't know if she had siblings. So I think she asked the siblings as well. What have you failed at today? Is that an awesome freaking question to ask your kids? So those of you, when you have a kid, ask that question to not fear failure. Again, fear regret. But anyway, so I've had 24 businesses. There was a time I had to manage two large businesses at the same time. So what I want to share with you is a planning process that made that really powerful. This is a process when you implement it, it is incredibly powerful. So it's several steps. The first step is, remember I told you, you know, I built, I spent 20 years to build that house. And within two months, I was depressed. And one of the reasons was I wasn't growing or progressing because happiness comes from progress and growth as well. The first thing you do is you look back at what you just got done the week before. And this is step one. And I would, by the way, I would recommend that you do this process the same day and same time of day every week so that it becomes a habit. You do it for 60 to 90 days, the same day and time, you'll do it the rest of your life and you will be a freaking machine. So listen up. First thing is you celebrate what you got done. Now here, that sounds okay, okay, duh, whatever, you know. No, not a duh or whatever. You look at it and you consciously, consciously say, good job, Rod, you freaking rock, you did it. But the key word is consciously. And what that does is, are you going to have delays? Better freaking believe it. Are you going to have setbacks? Inevitable. You're going to get your butt kicked, your nose bloodied, knocked down, walls will drop in front of you if you are acknowledge your progress, number one. So it doesn't matter. Number two, journal. If you do not journal, start. At the very least, journal magic moments that have happened that previous week. Anything beautiful that's happened with people you care about, kids, spouse, family, whatever, capture that. Trust me, you'll be glad you did, okay? But the other thing about journaling is it gives you clarity, and clarity is power. The more clarity you have on your life and what you want, the faster you're going to get everything you want. So spend some time and just capture some things. It takes five minutes once a week, okay? So don't tell me you can't do it. Okay, the next thing is a big one. I need you to write down everything that's most important in your life, okay? And I'll give you some, some tips here. The first thing you're going to do is list all the people, okay? All the people that matter. Now, now even if you're in a, an extended Latin family, for example, that, you know, is huge, shouldn't be more than 20 or 30 people tops, okay? This is the people that really matter. Um, make sure that, that you don't go over the top with this. 20, 30 people, but the people that really matter, the people that, you, that need to get love from you consistently, Okay. That's number one. Second thing is you need to list the important pieces of your core job or business that you own that you have to stay on top of. Like when I own multiple businesses, I would look at sales for each business, marketing, operations, culture, IT, the website, you know, and I had a litigation support company. So I'd look at pleadings, preparation, calendaring, all these things that I had to track these high level impact areas. Now, this is another thing. You don't need 30 things here. In fact, on a large company, I never had more than 12 to 15. Normally, you'd only have about eight. So these are high-level impact areas that you need to think about once a week so you don't drop the ball on anything. Many people, you know, they'll start a business and, and really, where they're really self-employed. So they spend a, a month getting business in the door 
and then they get to spend a month satisfying that business, but they're not bringing more business in the door, so they have lulls. So this is why this is so important, so that you maintain that balance and you have everything flowing like a well-oiled machine. So you list all these impact areas in your business, and then I'm going to suggest that you list the important things. If you're interested in multifamily, do you have listeners that are interested in multifamily too, Kyle, or is it every type of? Yeah, it's, it's predominantly multifamily, okay. uh, all right. to be all right. honest. Yeah. So, so let's say if it's multifamily, then you're going to list the things you need to be focused on for multifamily, learning how to evaluate deals. You want to evaluate so many, you can smell if a deal's a good deal. You know, building your team, um, deciding on your market and your investment criteria, you know, learning and growing. You know, all the different impact areas inside of the multifamily space, you know, might be seven or eight things. So you've got your know, people that matter, the, the, the impact areas or thinking areas for your core job or business, and then the thinking or impact areas for your side hustle, be it multifamily or whatever it is. Lastly, I want you to put some declarations on there. Things like any relationship related declarations. So I've got, how can I rock Tiffy's world this week? Okay, I ask that question to myself all the time. This last Sunday, I was in Cabo San Lucas. And I wanted to drive AT, <coughs> excuse me, UTVs. I did it there 20 years ago. And what's crazy is the place we were at, the Hard Rock Hotel, was right where I did it the last time on the sand dunes and in the beach. So we couldn't do it there. So the nearest place is 45 minutes away. And I don't love sitting in a bus, neither does she. I found a helicopter. I had a helicopter pick us up at the Hard Rock Hotel. They had to close the beach off. It was cool as hell. We felt like rock stars. Picked us up, took us, drove the UTVs, had a blast, had a private tour, flew us back in the helicopter because I have that declaration, what can I do to rock Tiffy's world this week? So put a declaration down there. Maybe, maybe it's a health-related one. I'm, like I've got, I'm going to lift one body part every day. Maybe it's an educational one. I've also got, I'm going to read a good book for 30 minutes a day. So put some declarations on. Now, once you're done, if you're a hand writer, you must handwrite this on one sheet of paper. If you're a typist like me, I put it on a Word document. And I've got these that go back 20 years. It's called my weekly must list. And then I just change the date every week. So I, I delete what I've finished and I give myself, pat myself on the back. And then I add new things. You've got this list. If you type it, make sure it prints on one sheet of paper, this list of what's important in your life. And then this becomes a very important document because first of all, it gives you clarity. It's your whole life in front of you. Okay. It's everything that matters. Okay. In front of you. So it gives you clarity and clarity is power. The secondly is greatly eliminates or minimizes, greatly minimizes or even eliminates rather overwhelm. When you can see everything, believe it or not, it's counterintuitive. You're not overwhelmed because it's, it's manageable if it's on one sheet of paper. Okay. I know that sounds a little crazy, but it's the truth. Then lastly, it gives you balance because every week you're going to look at it and make sure nothing gets dropped. Okay. Nobody gets dropped. Somebody you need to send some love to you call them. If there's something you need to do in one particular area of your life, you do it. You don't miss anything. Okay. So the next step is you create your list of tasks for the week. Now, this is not a place for projects. This is not a place for goals. It's just the things you're committed to doing that week. This list should not be overwhelming. It should be the tasks. So if you've got a project, you're going to list the tasks associated with that project that week. Put those on the, on the sheet. And so once you've got the task list done, there's one more step. Well, two more kind of. You need to look at that list. And there's this dynamic. A guy named Pareto, I don't know, 100 years ago came up with this. It's called the Pareto Principle. On any list, there are typically a small amount of items. It's called the 80-20 rule as well. There's a small amount of items on that list that will get you exponentially further. Like 20% will get you 80% further. You need to identify what those are. So that's the, the second to the last step. And then the last step is you block time for them. 
from eight to nine, I'm, I'm evaluating deals. Now, what that does is it greatly minimizes distractions. Will you still get distractions? Sure. But if you've got a block of time that you're committed to doing something, you're going to execute much more effectively. So here's the sequence. You're celebrating what you got done. You're journaling for clarity. You, you're looking at your list of everything that's important in your life so you maintain balance. You're making your task list and you're focused on that stuff that's going to get you further faster. You will become a freaking machine as you utilize this process. So hopefully you guys got value from that. That's the process. Yeah, I think that they must have. I mean, honestly, it's an amazing process. And I know you don't have too much more time. So let me finish with the last question that I ask everybody, which okay. is just what advice would you give for a 20 something who is just starting out in real estate or business if you could only give them one piece of advice? I ask that question to all the major hitters that come on my show, most of them when I remember. I'd say, you know, if you could tell your 20 year old self something about this business with your three, four, five thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand units, what would it be? You know what the most common answer is? Go bigger, faster. But I'm going to tell you, if you haven't taken action yet, just like, what does Nike say? Just freaking do it, okay? Stop agonizing about it. Stop trying to be perfect. Will you make mistakes? Sure, it's okay. Just freaking do it. And let me, when I tell you that the opportunity of a lifetime is coming in the next year or two, trust me, it is, okay? This smells like 08 and 09 all over again. And there's going to be crisis. There's going to be pain. There's going to be, hate. sorry about the analogy, blood running in the streets. But with that comes incredible opportunity. So if you learn this business now, you're going to be able to capitalize on that opportunity. So I hope you'll come see me tomorrow. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. I've had hundreds, literally hundreds of raving reviews on the last one I did with 900 people. I had a lot of fun with it. It's entertaining and I keep you motivated and juiced and you drink through a fire hose for two days. And if you can't join me tomorrow, you know, do you can buy the recording for I think another hundred bucks. It's a no brainer and watch it at your leisure, but you're going to want to do it. Trust me, if you're interested in this business. Anyway. Where can people uh, find that to sign up? What, what's the okay, URL it's multi, that? It's multifamilyvirtualbootcamp.com and the code is RODFRIEND to get in there for 97. Oh, you know what? the price will have gone up. The price will be at full price on that day. So I have to, what can I do to, you know what, here, I, I'm going to regret this, but just email me personally and I'll hook you up. Okay. Email rod at rodcleef.com. It's rod at R-O-D-K-H-L-E-I-F as in frank.com or DM me on Facebook or DM me on Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, and I will make sure that you get in there for 97 bucks because the price will be full price then. Um, and so the code won't work. So just DM me and I'll hook you up. And, and I promise you'll be glad you did. Or you could just text rod live to 41411 to get that website but you still have to dm me or, or email me um to get to get a code to get in there for 97 bucks but i hope you'll do it if you're interested i know you'll be glad you did anyway thanks for having me Amazing. on brother it's good to see you yeah man. thank you so much for coming on it's great to see you as well and uh good luck My at pleasure. your event thanks buddy all right take care